0: This podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isel, owner of Isellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara-on-the-Lake or check out their website at isellers.ca.
1: Find out how you can support us like Adnan by visiting patreon.com/twoguystalkingwine. <laughs> You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with
0: Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hey, Michael. Andre, time to drink some wine.
1: You know what? I still can't believe that we completely lost control of our podcast. Um, when we Every this time
0: this guy gets on, we lose complete control of... The, we do lose like control of the podcast. I don't know why, but it just happens that way.
1: But it, it feels like in past podcasts, we've at least managed to like hold the wheels on with one hand... Um, wheels came right off this time.
0: No, I think they started right from the beginning, yep. right from the very get-go, because he wanted to talk about one thing, uh, he didn't have the wines he wanted to talk about, so we had to go elsewhere.
1: <laughs> uh, so we're talking about our annual uh, recording session with Thomas Bachelder. These podcasts are always wildly popular and some of our most listened to of the year. Uh, we actually got three in the can this time talking to Thomas and I'm not sure. I think this is probably the second one that's coming out because of the, the bombshell tasting room announcement he made uh, when we were trying to talk about Burgundy. Yes. Um, yep. But, uh, we are going to have Thomas back because he wants to talk more about Burgundy with us, but we're going to force him to talk about where he is with his history as well. Cause it's important. We capture that, but he actually came fully equipped with vintage milk bottles Yep. And six bottles of uh, Bordeaux-style wines.
0: Correct. Some from Ontario, some from elsewhere, and he wanted to see if the age and it all stood up. And I guess we tasted, and he tried to stump us. And this is what yeah, happened. We, yeah. Yeah. Yes, here's what happened. So, Andre, I'm. I'm. I would like to say I am thrilled to have this person back, and I am. Don't. Don't get me wrong, but I finally figured out what was going on. And, um, and what's that? I well, at you, so you can tell me. Well, <laughs> I'm sure everybody's now figured out who we've got, but yeah. uh, it came to me uh, in the shower. I do a lot of thinking while I'm in the shower because I can't write anything down, and that's where my best ideas come from.
1: So that's not a fancy way of saying you're doing it while you're pooping.
0: No, no, it's it actually is in the shower because I can't actually write anything down in the shower, and then I'm like, get out of the shower, and I'm like, I need a pen. You don't have, usually you don't have a pen in the bathroom, so you're like, ah. But it came to me the other day. Uh, you would talk to me. Off mic about a podcast that you had heard yes. with Thomas Batchelder. Yes. With a guy out of Kevin E.
1: Kevin E. Cock, great writer. Kevin E. Wine Pod, a great writer in uh, Ireland.
0: And you said it was like a 30, 40 minute talk with Thomas, and he was on point. S- totally, you know, synced. And, and Thomas,
1: up. you were a great ambassador for Canada on that podcast as oh, well. I? That's good. I mean, Kevin Eacock's a great
2: guy. Ireland's yeah, he is. But
0: you, but you, but you said he was right on point. And then I thought about the so far the two two podcasts that we've done with Thomas. Yes, and he rambles <laughs> on. Oh, we've you know, done
1: three with him. You forgot about our, our what was supposed to be um, the quick introduction of the closure. Oh, of yeah, and that they turned into. The t- Yes, Thomas, you gave us a half hour of of hard Niagara
0: philosophy on that. Correct. So, I remember that. That was so good. Then there, and then we've also done a couple of Stump the Chumps with him. Uh, so we, we obviously love having Thomas on. But whenever we talk, you know, the um, his history, we end up rambling down the road and going off on these crazy tangents as we go. And I thought... I know what it is. Finally, I think Thomas likes being on the podcast. Like, I really think he I, he likes the podcast. He likes the
2: post podcast barbecue because no, the
1: post podcast. I look forward to the post podcast barbecue,
2: and too. that's why
0: he wants to keep this going. <laughs> that's
2: right. And Kevin Ecox an amazing guy, and I'd love to go back on his again. But he
0: didn't but, give you a barbecue.
2: That's it. And the, no, but you, you, the witty repartee of you guys, and then the, we never know where it's going to go. Also, partially because of you, and I think that's wonderful, and it makes it fun. So I work all year to have an interesting enough wine life to be able to be <laughs> to asked have back to talk again. About So them. what
0: happened is we were we said all right, come on back. We we're we're going to have you in. We're going to do a little bit of we're going to do a little stump the chump as we usually do. We're going to do a little bit of your history and then you show up with a with a box of wine and you basically <laughs> Well a box, yeah, a box with bottles of wine, in it. not of a, not boxed wine. wine. Not boxed wine, but a, and basically you've now bogarted on the stump the chump by Doing, I don't even know what you're doing here. So, so why don't you tell what me? What I'm
2: doing is displaying my collection of ancient milk bottles that I use for decanters. They don't let, let as much air in as a big flat Why do
0: one. you have
1: old milk jugs? I
2: like the look of them. They don't. People think they all look the same, but like people, they're all built different. This isn't one here. We have four classic old ones here from different dairies that I found. And uh, I found these Cabernet Sauvignons, some of which may be from Ontario in my cellar. And I just, uh, since you guys, you know, I think part of these podcasts is we're not only talking about Thomas Edison, we're trying to figure out the wine world in real time, because we're all wine geeks. And like we spent an inordinate amount of time talking about New Zealand and why they went to screw cap and how we reacted as a result, you know. Yeah, because
1: that was when we were talking about your sugarcane cork that you yeah. you brought. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Are you still convinced that that that's like wave of the future? I like the blasted apart corks the best. The DNs the no, yeah. yeah. neutral corks, they're the best. So have you gotten away from the sugarcane? No, I, I use it. You know, it's also, but it's like they're less available here in Ontario. So, I, but the sugarcane ones look a little plasticky. They're they're like plastic made from plant. But they're still sort of plastic. I guess that's it. It is know? still
0: plastic, and I know that uh, a gentleman by the name of Vincenzo uh, Di Simone, who's got a little winery on on, on Highway Fifty Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's using that, and I think some restaurants told him we're not, we, we don't want the plastic. And he said, no, it's plant based, and they, 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 it's plastic to us.
2: I know. it's sugar-based. So too. now
0: I know that. Thankfully, he's going to move on to either a DM or a, a proper cork, because his, his cab franc is delicious. Well, and the other one, one who told me about
1: the uh, the new neutral neutral corks which is uh, I mean if you're in the winemaking business they are a fraction of the price the DMs and I Bottled two thousand bottles of Chardonnay under those corks and haven't had a single that issue. That may yet. explain right.
0: why I didn't like that Chardonnay.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and the third one is Vink, V I N C or Vink Plus. They all have a regular and then a plus range that has every cork inspected, so it will not be corky. Really. So I buy the non-inspected ones and I still never get a corky one, right? But, but it's th- just insane what those what those costs. I think mean, good on them for kind of cornering the market
1: for you know creating a high quality closure that's still. Maintains that romanticism
0: of popping the bottle, right?
2: So what have you got? Are so you what you we've got here, here yeah, what we've got here is I, I noticed I had a collection of Meritage or Cabernet Sauvignon or Merlot and uh, in my cellar that I don't drink that often and I love them and I think Ontario is, can is do it. Is it because you're too busy drinking Pinot and it Chardonnay? Is. and Gamay now too yeah. so I'm very very busy and I have yeah. no time for this stuff. No time. Wait, <laughs> but so I have no great admiration for it. So now
1: that you're getting onto Gamay, are you spending any time in Beaujolais these days?
2: I'm gonna go to Beaujolais next year for sure so here comes round number one of okay. five Okay. and they're all decanted into milk bottles so the milk bottles are are, 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 are fat-bottomed but not as fat as a real decanter and um, I think what I wanted to do with this, because we're all such big cheerleaders for Ontario, I think I wanted just to see if we could spot Ontario in here. So this is not a Stump to Chumps. It's just a wine geekery thing on air. If only we could share these bottles with your listeners. Um, Yeah, the nose on this first one's
0: great. (laughs) No, it's great. That's really Oh, So uh, when you are going to Beaujolais, you're going to take Andre and I with you, is that correct? Of course, yes, in my baggage. That's why, yeah. Okay, I got to get down to to baggage weight. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what baggage weight is these days. but like, if I'm you're
2: slightly, slightly over. Fighting weight, I've got to get down to baggage weight. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Never heard of that. But you know the... What is that? 42 kilos. 42 kilos. So what's that in pounds?
1: Uh, 60 or 70.
2: I want to name this first digression. The reason I started <laughs> making Gamay was because I just went down to the Macanay to get my grapes for the Saint-Ferrand. You know, I was making in Bu- in Burgundy, and I'd see my friends go down at the same time from Burgundy and buy little plots of, of Gamay grapes. Yeah. And I noticed that I was fighting everybody up here for Pinot grapes because you have people like Cloudsley and uh, lots of other places, Pat- Kevin Panagapka, us that are making Pinot and Chardonnay, but then you have the established wineries who have Pinot plantings who also are buying in. So it's hard to get Pinot, it's hard to get Gamay, but if you get both, you have another Burgundy Red in your cellar. That's the first uh, Cabernet or oh, so Cabernet that You
1: call Gamay uh, Burgundy, Burgundy Red. Burgundy Red. And I, I realize that Beaujolais is right technically, well, it's technically Burgundy. For the, the Beaujolais winemakers who grow Chardonnay, if they
2: don't want to make Beaujolais Blanc, they can sell it to the Burgundians and it can well, become... Didn't Burgundy, right? Yeah, I mean that's and but the thing is, it's Greater Burgundy. And when you're in snob mode, you want the Cote d'Or, which is Cote de Nuit, Cote de Bonne, and one would include the Cote Chalonnaise, to be the only part of Burgundy. When you're in not snob mode, <laughs> when you're in non snob mode, and you need some Gamay to make single vineyards or not of or Beaujolais village of, you quickly call Beaujolais Burgundy. Now, a few years it's,
0: ago they allowed Gamay and Pinot to be blended and actually made as a yeah. As a, as a Coteau Bourguignon. Yeah, yeah. And
2: also they have the Pasteur grain. So there's different rules and different areas. Those are areas that are represented. Which but I as we're really drinking... I
0: think Louis Latour made one that I thought was just absolutely delicious. Like,
2: wow. Oh, they make some good stuff. Yeah. So is this... So Ontario I'm not, not saying Ontario? how many of these are Ontario. I'm, these could be all five Ontario. What I just want to know is is Ontario in the world... Are they from the same year? Or? Uh, they are mostly from the same year. And there's 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 a couple that are a little older, but they're all over 12 years old. So wow. does Ontario make this stuff like is Ontario
0: like 12 years old. This is I'm gonna say it's Ontario, because uh, that acidity is, uh, yeah, the is right acidity. on point. But the fruits, the fruits, fruits full ripe. It's still it's still got. It's a, drying, but I mean it's, it's, it's,
1: it's drying, but it's still it's like um, yeah, like I've stewed strawberries. Are you going to reveal um, as we go? Or
0: no,
2: I think we got to go fast here. Get a couple under our belt here. Okay, I'm going to go uh, number one is Ontario, 100%. Okay, number one. Is Ontario. Yeah, and I think I'm going to... Do we like the clinking on camera? Because the clinking is happening. As he pours it over Andre's mixing table, his hand is shaking.
0: Okay, <laughs> I yeah. don't like the nose on number two. Uh, I, I don't just, like the I nose on is number cork. two. I think it's cork. I think it's cork. Let's yeah.
2: just taste it real quick and rinse our glasses. No, it's cork for sure. Mmm... But it's crucial to the tasting that we say oh. which one th- this one is. It's I think, it's I think bloody we once cork. had a
0: South African wine on a ch- stump that chump that tasted like that, and it wasn't corked. So, But that one is corked.
2: <laughs> How does the fruit come across? Look at the finish. Always look no. at the finish for terroir. Yeah, fruit,
1: fruit is still, it's confected. it's dead. It's confected fruit. It's dead because the uh, I'm not the getting dried. I, I'm, I'm getting, like, confected and a little bit dried out. You guys so where been, does that uh,
2: lead you? Oh. Ontario. I think Sorry. it's
1: warmer than Ontario. I got I, I said I
2: may uh, again. Yeah. You guys yeah, are making shit we out. may need a water rinse. I've got it right another here. one. Okay, number yeah, that's, three. That's,
1: that's warmer climate than Ontario. I'm, I'm guessing it's, it gets, uh, it's it's Bordeaux, maybe. It's,
2: it's it cork, though. Like, and it's hard to get
0: through it. And I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay, so you can get the fruit on no, no, it. it's dead. It's gone. It's finished. It's not. Don't even try Come on, to find Michael, Michael, don't you remember? Like, don't try. Michael Vaughn, me here and try to see listen. past the cork. Listen, listen. No, no, and it is bad. Stop. Stop. Okay,
1: stop. Just haven't you ever tried to watch TV? like when you're trying to watch the channels that you couldn't get through with like movies on it yeah with the okay, fuzzy so TV he's
0: looking at the baby blue movie that's what he's trying to, to get well, that's University what it feels TV like, that the, it feels like.
1: the thing mm-hmm. is, it wasn't it wasn't so so like I mean it was corked you know, too much you, to drink but you can still taste something on so it. I would
2: like to say that the truth of a wine in terms of the terroir is on the finish I want it to be on the nose but I think you've got to have the finish of the wine to see what terroir it comes from that yeah, finish that, that finishes, finish is warmer than Ontario baby
0: blue movie. Did you, where, you grew up in Montreal? Did you have City TV there? Did you have the baby? No, no, no. But I've been, you in, I've been oh, in really? hotel
2: rooms. You probably
1: Correct. just said boobs so on you, TV you in Montreal. Remember
0: watching the snow on the screen, and you knew you were watching a pornographic movie or the Baby Blue on City, and you watch it, and then and then suddenly it would like freeze for a second, and there was a there was a boob on camera, and uh, then uh, it would it would go back to the fuzz, and, you, and and as as a as a prepubescent young man, you'd go boob. <laughs> and, then, and that
2: was. And then you'd be the, Woo. So He's looking back at his youth with great fondness.
0: It was, it was like one of those moments on a Saturday night. And you're like, oh, mom and dad. Holy crap! This
1: thinking. is this is Kiziz.
2: Well, Montreal. You know, when you see snow on a screen, you don't look any further. You flip stations because we got enough snow there that you just don't want to <laughs> see any more of it. So I was not going to sit in front of a TV for half an hour this is waiting not to. Run
1: one number three.
0: This is not Ontario. I don't know. It depends on what the uh, the vintage is, right? If you're looking at a... So we said 12 years 12 old. 12 years and older. We're in 19 now, so going
2: back that's to... 07. So that's 07. That's 07 would be seven the, the youngest. So 07 is the youngest. Yeah.
0: Okay, so if it's an 07, that's a really hot vintage. So you can get fruit like this. Yeah, but I
1: don't think the 07s have held on like this. Unless this is... I've, If this is Ontario 07, my hat's off to whoever made it, because this wine's terrific.
2: You're coming back to a basic tenet of my working life, which is... I think if you're mentioning names, I'll just mention places I've worked, because if I'm mentioning, oh, Calus and Le Clos-Jardin and Lemelson and Chateau Boulanger and Batchelder, Batchelder, I don't do that. I'm, I talk terroir, terroir, terroir. So this tasting is about Ontario terroir in in Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, clearly not. I work with Cabernet Franc and Merlot with Kelly at Calus, but... Cabernet Sauvignon is not something I work with here in Ontario. And here I am trying to honor the Ontario thing, and we're having this great intellectual discussion. Well, I, believe, I
0: believe it's Ontario, and I'm even going to go uh, out on a limb. It's either a 10 or a 12. I don't think it's a 7, but I think it's a 10 or a 12. Because so the 7s for
2: an, you didn't last. And this is so, uh, not Ontario.
0: No, I, I've tried some really good 7s. Uh, where we're sitting is where the, uh, we're in the Niagara uh, studio. We're at the table, and behind me I do have a 2007 uh, 30 bench.
2: Right, no way.
0: Right behind me, uh, where I'm sitting. I would
2: be honored to taste that.
0: Oh, well, I'd be happy to open it for you. So okay.
2: we're talking about Cab
1: Sov, um, the son of one of the people we've recently interviewed. Number and four. I don't want to completely throw him under the bus, has told me that he believes that Cabernet Sauvignon is the most boring grape on the planet, mm. which I think is an interesting interesting comment.
2: Oh, no, it's one but of the greatest. he's
0: never had Pinot Gris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is great from uh, near Slovenia. Like in um, Friuli, but I digress. I like Pinot Gris from uh, from the Okanagan. If we're gonna go, go off on a tangent, now you
0: poured that back in the bottle. You weren't happy with that with number four.
2: No, I gotta do a few podcasts today.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm guessing number four is Niagara. Mm-hmm. That um, is lovely. I it is, it's but it's got it's got a little hint of green to it, like um, a touch of green, but tiny not green. bit. Like it's a whisper of. Um, not even the taste, but like the smell of a freshly cut garden green pepper.
0: There's an herbal note to it, so uh, but it's that's not offensive. It's not full on. It's not full
1: on. We couldn't rape on our fruit. It's just. It's a note. It's a yeah. Once I I think, I think this is not a hot
0: vintage. This is a. This is a uh, like an '09. This is a. This is an '11. No, you said seven
2: was the youngest. Right? Yeah, but you guys, w- w- whatever comes out, so you guys old old are old, still I mean, describing. Old, that's the thing about blind tasting. You guys are still describing these wines accurately what they are after they remain accurately described all right okay number five I like that he's
1: trying to make us feel smarter than we actually are
0: so did you say that uh, uh, that seven is the youngest or that um,
1: seven is indeed
0: the youngest is the youngest oh. so we're
1: looking at seven and older so all of these wines okay, are from so before then, I moved to Ontario
0: okay so then I would say that that one with it, with its herbal note is like uh, a four like or four no or six. the okay
1: the, the old fours I have tasted have fallen apart way more than that. There's still some. There's still some vibrancy I'd to be, that. I'd
0: be surprised if that's hot vintage. I. I would. I would say that is probably uh, cooler
2: vintage. I think what's happened since I moved here. I'm a, a Quebecer who's lived in France and Oregon a lot. And uh, I mentioned that for those who haven't heard earlier uh, podcasts. And now go back it, and listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been sure not on record, but with monks friends, I'm. I'm like, should Cabernet Sauvignon be grown in Ontario? And I think, as an Ontarian who, who loves good wines made here, we have to look at these. And certainly, if there's any Ontario there so far, aside from the Corky one, they're they're aging well. Yes, also they're all aging well. Yeah, I did a tasting once with Ron Giesbrick, now of Niagara College, ex of Henry Appelham, and and Peter Gamble and Anne Sperling. and I poured a Chateau Jonding from China because I was consulting there, 150 bucks, a great Bordeaux and a great Niagara. Cabernet Sauvignon. You wait, you consulted in China? Oh, sh-
0: that's that another <laughs> podcast. You're holding back on us. What oh, the, f- Thomas? Sand
2: Dog Peninsula.
0: Oh, uh, on one for Andre. Yeah.
2: Holy God. Okay, so here's the thing Brian the, is making a
0: lot yeah, of money from this. Thomas, podcast. what the hell? Um, I know. Oh, he, yeah, he said hell counts too. So does damn.
2: Done. Jeez doesn't. Oh, so, wait. <laughs> uh,
0: but Jesus <geez> might. <laughs>
2: So so what happened was uh, the Canadian wine came off like the Bordeaux and the Bordeaux wine came off green. So anytime you get a wine that's just shy of perfect ripeness, you get more terroir expression. We've talked about that before. Yes. But also the potential for slight green or in Cabernet Franc, slight bell pepper notes. Those are desirable to a certain extent. Yes. But when you put them, as I just did, after one that didn't have it, it makes it pop the slight greenness, which might be pleasurable on its own. And that's it.
1: But also for the record, I did not say that in a negative way. I also shied no. away from full-on calling the the wine underripe. I just said it was a note that existed in the wine. It was,
0: it was herbal, and I expected in an old one. Now that I realize that 07 is the youngest. Thomas, it's so like you think
1: we're the the, the Bordelais here. Because if you want to want to insult a winemaker in Bordeaux, tell them there's an herbal note in their wine. you want to
0: insult an Italian winemaker, tell him his wine's corked. Woo! They get upset by that. Oh yeah,
2: That's number corked. five.
0: It is not okay. corked. It is the style. <laughs>
2: that, that is the style of having an entirely corked like winery. a
0: corked wine <laughs> winery, which is really, also cool. I really like that style.
1: Michael, I think Thomas the Cellar might be uh, better for ancient wines than yours.
0: Oh, just hold on. I have some, treat- <laughs> I have some treats for both of you.
1: You got some Kentucky okay. wines. I'm ready Kentucky for the reveal.
2: Yeah, it was like, it was with you that we drank that wine from Kentucky. Remember? Oh that? yeah. I, I how can I forget? I'm marked for life. In a good way.
0: That one's very good, too. I want this to be Ontario. That's 07, and I think it's Ontario. It's got some really good acidity. It's got some really good structure. I'm going to say... Coffee notes, can we go back to number one real, real quick? I'm going to say all but one is, uh, is Ontario. I'm going to say you, ha- you do have a ringer that's not Ontario. I'm saying it's a cork one. Ba-dum-bum! So. Okay.
2: So nope. anything else we need to retaste? We're going to reveal in order. Okay? i got to okay. taste number one and see how it tastes. Okay. No, I'm good. So I'm what, good. I, what I try to do was just lay these out in a way that would make all wines look good i think i yep. failed slightly uh, i knew that one was corked but it had to stay there for its fruit
0: Got it. go ahead keep keep talking because uh I did talk here we to go so
2: here we go number one
1: let's see what he's yeah, got. What do we got what do we got number one really, number one we both guessed were ontario
2: okay right. Ontario. did you taste it again i did taste it again slight green on. note i'm still not getting a green note from it chateau d'Aigoussac. Omedo 2004, did that sucker wow. ever hold on?
0: That was really good. Wow. I like that.
2: So, please write a number one on it. You, the, the, the theme of the tasting is about to be revealed. What
0: it? it was cab blends, was it not? It's going to be 2004.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. You're going to love this. It has to do with your barbecue. Okay. Oh. It's got meat. Okay. (laughs) Okay, number two, the corky one. Unfortunately, because it would have proved a big, big point. Spring Mountain District, Napa Valley, Yverdon Vineyard, Terra Valentine. Terra Valentine. Expensive bottle that I got on my travels.
0: And cork, the day you bought it.
2: Yeah, and that had the cassis slight sweet ending, although it was dead dry. What's the percentage of alcohol in that, Andrew?
1: We got 14.9 on the bottle.
2: Okay, here comes the shocker. Okay,
1: um... Okay, hey, shocker. Yeah, ready for
2: this. Number three. This is the one. Wait, was this the one that was Alcasis? This number or three was, number was the one where uh, Michael yeah, thought. Number three was. I thought it was warm climate. Yeah, you thought it was warm climate. He thought number four was slightly green. Okay, yep. I thought we both thought number four was a little green. Clark Holy Farm, two thousand and seven. Warm climate. Well, I guess it was that year, but fabulous. Seven was a
1: good year. Good year. So this now, would have been Daryl Brooker who made this. I think it would be been Daryl. Daryl's last year.
2: Daryl's uh, Daryl's start. Yes, Craig's finish. Been.
0: No, Craig. Uh, no, Daryl. Uh, Daryl did the '09 vintage up to the '09. I think Craig starts in '10 or yes, half. Sorry, break, yes. So yes, yeah. you're
1: correct with that. I yeah. think
2: Craig blended this. We'll I, find out tonight.
0: I don't. I don't think so. I I believe Brooker. Brooker left after he dropped the 09 Sauvignon Blanc at $12.95 a bottle, which was outstandingly good for 10 years. Just keep going. What
2: do you got? Number four, 30 Branch Red Vintage 2007.
0: No! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you are so fast. Wow. Tell I them found, what happened. Editorialize. I, I, found, I found my seven behind me, and I, uh, I was, I'm halfway through opening it. I don't know if I can now throw the back. Yeah, you can. As long as you, didn't, uh, you punch through the cork. I, well, I don't know if I went all the way through. Uh, you know what? we have? To, uh,
2: wine geeks talking.
0: Now we really, you know, that is... Uh, we have two
1: bottles of the same wine open on the table. Kay. You know we what? We try let's
0: it. Let's do it. Here's something. Okay, so we have two bottles of the same wine, the 07. Let's see. Uh, you said that, that Thomas is a, a more interesting seller than I do. Uh, well, so uh, let's see if there is bottle variation based on this, uh, this 07.
2: My seller's terrible. So here we go. This is fun.
0: So this was the uh, the
1: O seven. This is really similar to, to what's in the decanter.
0: A little a little more woody, I think. I think a little, little more plummy. Yep.
2: Yeah, a little more pureed. I think I like this one better. This is there's the no one, green note on this. There's no green note on this. No. You obviously have a degreened cellar.
0: I, I uh, make sure it's ungreened. Call it tongre, but don't. Uh, don't There's a
2: really strong coconut note on this.
0: That's actually this is lovely wine. Wow, I like it. You see, this is why I always tell people, decanting takes you from A to Z too quickly. I really love watching wine evolve over the course of an evening. It's like it's like watching the first five minutes of Elementary, and then the last five minutes of Elementary. You find out what the murder was, and then you find out who killed them, and you don't find out how they killed them. To me, that's what wine is. Right, you open it up. And just watch it evolve over the course of an evening. It just really so good. Yeah.
2: So, but that's I a, had to decant point. because of bottle shapes. So, mine that I brought point. is tighter, more focused, less here, but less complex. Yours is more complex, more plummy. But I poured mine right out the bottle.
0: You, you decanted, I think yeah. But better. I tasted
2: it right when I decanted, oh, and okay. it was the greenest, yeah. and I and I thought, wow, I should have put it after the Bordeaux. And so the reason we had to put all these in milk bottles because of the shape of wine five, yeah. which is the tree red also from seven. So we've Uh-oh. done. Wow. This is not an you know it's not an ad for Peller. Everything Peller did in Niagara, of the top level, that's uh, number five here. Yeah, we've done everything Craig and Brooker did in that year, or Brooker did that I Craig finished or not, right?
0: I, I we're gonna have to we're gonna have to text Craig.
2: Well, the, no, don't. He's coming to the barbecue. Mind. He's coming to the barbecue. That's oh, the whole well fun.
0: He is. We don't like to tell everybody who's coming.
2: Uh oh, sorry. That was a breach of security. Nix that.
0: Well, it's not like it's live. I don't think I got you in there, Andre. No, nobody wants to see your ugly mug in my pictures. Uh, this 2007 Grand Red is. Uh, <laughs> these are a fabulous bunch of wines. Thomas, thank you for bringing these. These yes. were really, really good.
2: Could I have the, uh, the second pour of yours, please? Oh, the, yes. uh, of the red? Go. That's good,
0: and that's 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 a great uh, that is a
2: great uh, lineup of wines. I'd like to think we've learned something. <laughs> yeah, here's what we've learned: that bottle variation also bottle variation, comes. especially yeah, I think also so uh,
1: bottle variation, but also <clears throat> um, Jesus, like they that '07 Cab Sauv tasted warm climate to me. The, sorry the 07 7 of the Clark Farm, the Hillebrand.
0: I thought these were, were fabulous wines, and I yep. was I was happy to taste them. And of course, it's uh, really
1: too bad the the Napa wine was uh, corked. And, and of course, and Spring
2: Mountain especially. And
0: because we have Thomas on the uh, podcast, we have obviously gone off on a tangent
2: with uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon, and I'd like to mention because uh, as a person, I'm interested. No, Pinot in was terroir. harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: is that that. 30 Bench Red is from 30 Bench in Beamsville closest to the lake you can get outside of Grimsby but on the bench and here we have Clark Farm which is clearly neither on the bench nor in Four Mile Creek Four Mile Creek so now we have looked at and you picked up in at least the first bottle, a slight greener note. So the bench is more elegant than Niagara and Lake, but yes, slightly greener, even in 07. So it, it's interesting because Bordeaux would have those same contrasts between Saint-Julien, Margot, and, yep. and you know Grave. So I think we've just shown that uh, Niagara can do it either way. And last thing I expected to talk about on your podcast was defending Cabernet Sauvignon in Niagara. But as I say, I digress. But I will say this before we
0: close out, you are making some great Cabernet Franc at Kalu's, but that brings us to part of the Calus, which means we have to get on to some history. So we're We'll do that in
1: the next podcast. We'll try. Yeah, yeah. But, Lord but only t- knows t- 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 listen,
0: my counterpoint to you, though, is mm-hmm. you've stacked the
1: deck, though. These are all wines from a hot vintage. This is Cab Sov- and a hot vintage. I would love to see what we would do with Cab Sauv. And granted, right. Cab in a cool vintage like 08s and 09s in Niagara I don't think are still holding on, but... You
0: know, let's take... would be eight, surprised about the nines, I let, think.
1: Let's take 18, though, that maybe was a challenging vintage. Maybe next time we should stack the deck with a bunch of 18 Cab Sos from Niagara and just see how they taste. And maybe we'll do that next summer because it'll be a couple of years old.
0: And the gauntlet has been thrown down. We're going to do that next Shhh. year. We're going to do... It. We are going to do Cab so from Cool Vintage
1: Niagara and see if it still has a place in, in Ontario. Some, t-
0: somebody has to get in touch with us and say we have some of it. Uh, maybe a 10 Pelham who probably has a very deep cellar. Uh, I'm uh, sure...
1: Peller, Peller would love to put their Peller, wines put in there. The,
0: put, the, put them in there. Maybe we should talk maybe to the
1: Maybe the guy from the winery whose son says Cab is a boring
0: grape. I think they make it. Maybe we should get Craig and Thomas on to do a oh, podcast geez. together.
1: We could do a it. full Cab round roundtable.
2: Oh, I got right. It's out there. I got room for one more microphone on the soundboard. Perfect. Let's and the other thing is, I you know, I think, um, I remember reading as a kid, uh, Janice Robinson's Vines, Grapes, and Wines. And she says, when you stick your nose in a great... Class of Cabernet Sauvignon, it's like nobility, it's like royalty, and and when it's really good, there's nothing better. It, it Cabernet Sauvignon is really great. I love Cabernet Franc Niagara. We're talking about Niagara now, yeah. And I think it has a huge place here, and we've only started to do it. However, Cabernet Sauvignon is you know it's 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 a stallion. It's a it it can we only do it right, right three out of every
0: ten years. But when we get it right, I think we get it. Well,
1: we're going to see if we do
0: it right three ten
1: years next
0: time on this podcast. And let's wrap it up. Some of those wines were pretty awesome, Andre.
1: Yes, they definitely were. And it was super fun to open um, the two 30 benches side by side to see about uh, bottle and cellar variation.
0: And also one decanted, one not decanted. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is um, it is one of the joys and kind of risks about aging wine is keeping in mind that not everything is going to age age the same way especially i think the the farther you get from the day that the bottle is um is added to your cellar um you know the the wider the variations can get there's so many factors that can go into it right
0: but i I think i think ontario showed showed really well absolutely on 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 the whole i think yeah I, i I was I was quite happy with that tasting, although uh, I I much prefer being in the driver's seat of the stumping wines <laughs> than I am where you and Thomas usually are. Um,
1: well Thomas you know. Thomas did force us to taste the corked Californian wine.
0: Yeah, that was not nice of him at all. I don't make him taste cork things. That's just that's that's a personal preference. We all knew it was corked. It was yeah. just
1: But he wanted he, he felt that there was some educational value in forcing us to put that in our mouth.
0: Uh, that's what she said
1: Anyways, um, (laughs) remember you can continue to support this podcast on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine I'm Andre Pru from underwinerview.ca
0: I'm Michael Pincus of michaelpincuswinerview.com Take it away. Good night!
1: Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.